You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Fast man. Let me tell you my story, man. Last year, I was insane for this crazy little eighth grade bitch. Okay? Crazy? Insane? Insane? Crazy? I was nuts for the woman, man. Now, you got to believe me. I'm saying, I'm telling the truth here. I'm speaking to you. I mean, I was nuts for the girl. And what did to me was these big titties she had. For a 13-year-old girl, man. <laughs> she wouldn't have had to worry about no titties for the rest of her life, boy. You know, she was set and she was looking good, son. That's the truth, baby. I called every night for like a month. I mean, I'm talking devotion, man. Every damn night? Every night, Mitch. I ain't playing with you. On the telephone? You boy talking about on the telephone, man. Explain it to him. Goddamn, we know there's some telephone. Boy, what the hell they are doing? Buddy hung up on her. Oh, you didn't hang up on her. The chick with those big, big titties? Man, I hung up on the bitch. Man, you know, now here's the camper. You know what the bitch did to me? Lay it on me. Take this shit out. Listen to what she did to me. She need you in the nuts. Some cold and faggot in front of everybody. No, she did what? Bitch, need your nuts? Bitch, need my nuts. Either, man. In the family jewel, man. The family jewel, man. Worst oh, pain there is. Oh. He never does say in front of everybody. <laughs> he never says that, does he? Uh, I don't think so. I remember the longest time we always thought he said that. We always be like, in the family jewels, in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, but he never says that. My, <laughs> my favorite part is uh, just the, uh, I'm crazy for the woman. <laughs> he, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, the white dude? Yeah, you know, from all the... Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. That's, that is the best scene he's ever done. I think that's the best movie he's ever done. Yeah, that's definitely the best scene. But some people don't like... Well, I shouldn't say pe- some people don't like weird science, but... Uh, it's not one of the better known, you know, when people say the, cl- the classic 80s John Hughes flicks. Right. Was that a John Hughes film? I don't think so. No. But it, it, it could be. But even if it was, it's definitely not a front runner. It's almost... that. That's like the cult classics of 80s movie that's like well they play it all the time though you see it on you know yeah you see it on like channel 11 still or whatever damn i I think when you're thinking about anthony michael hall films that's the name anthony michael hall it's something yeah right (laughs) uh um people always get mixed up with him and the predator the predator yeah remember the dude that rocks the predator slash the harry and henderson suit no. And his name is very similar to Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, okay. I thought that was me and you talking about it. It might have been me and Dornilla. Oh, I don't know. Because he was calling somebody else. Our that friend name. Mark Dornilla, by the way. Yeah, he was calling someone else the name, which is or may not be Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I knew it was a something Hall. No, it is Anthony Michael Hall. But um, not I, the Predator. The Predator is some, some other Hall. No, I don't know who you're talking about in The Predator. But uh, The Predator. 
I think. Oh, the actual predator. <laughs> yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. No, and it's the same. <laughs> and it's the same dude who rocks the Harry and the Hendersons. Harry. Harry is the predator. The predator is Harry. Oh, so the guy <laughs> that's in the Harry suit in the predator suit is also the guy. Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're hearing this here first. The Anthony Michael Hall of Sixteen Candles meme is actually the predator in, in Harry and, and Henderson. He's Harry. He's Harry. Nothing made me cry more. And when a, when George Henderson punches Harry, <laughs> not when he punches him, but when they <laughs> when they just drop him off and like he won't go, so they have to use like uh, yeah, he gives him like a right cross. Oh, uh, is that when like, he punches him? I just remember them being like, "You don't belong here anymore. Get out of here." <laughs> he just, talks mad shit, and then he punches <laughs> Harry right in the face. That that movie was uh, heartbreaking as a child. It's also the number one movie that makes me more hungry than any movie when he buys all that fast food for Harry. And he's like, cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers. And Harry's like a vegetarian, so he's like, all right. He's like, uh, chicken or whatever. Wait, the Sasquatch is a vegetarian? Yeah, or something. Or he doesn't eat red meat. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you know you, you, don't, you can't eat chicken if you're a vegetarian. Sta- he starts throwing all these sandwiches, and, fr- and he's like, french fries, three orders. He's like, wash it down with a chocolate shake. And he throws like all these chocolate shakes in the truck. Was he? See, I don't remember that part. But, oh, my God. But I bet, I bet you I know why, why you're hungry from that. Where all the burgers in the wrapper? Yeah. Why does that do that to you? I don't know. If somebody in the movie or <laughs> or something gets a burger Crinkles in the, that in that wrapper and then opens it up <laughs> and then especially if they eat it while still oh, like half of it's yeah, still yeah. in the wrapper, it makes it the most appetizing <laughs> thing on the face of the pouch. planet. I haven't eaten fast food. I can tell you the last time I ate fast food, but every time I see I yesterday, really, yeah, at McDonald's. You ate. Uh, you were telling me before this that you ate some mammoth slice of pizza or something. Yeah. Well, just now, just well, now. What was it? It was uh, one slice was fried chicken and spinach and roasted red peppers and fresh mozz cheese. How is it, can you fit all that on and, a slice? Uh, it was amazing. And the other slice, this is even more disgusting. I never had it before until today. It was unbelievable. They call it the big boy. It's it's like pretty <laughs> oh, much <God>. uh, <laughs> it's a fat sandwich. It's like uh, chicken wings, fries. Uh, mod stick, something else with like this sauce on a pizza slice. It was unbelievable. And then uh, I had a plain slice to wash wait, it Wait, mozzarella <laughs> sticks on a pizza slice? <laughs> yeah, like chopped up. It's banging. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. pretty intense. And yeah. then what, yeah, so what was this milkshake? Oh, it was a uh, pumpkin cheesecake milkshake. Unbelievable. Uh, I can't do the pumpkin thing. I know everybody's all stoked about pumpkin. I never liked pumpkin. I love pumpkin pie. I'm not a big pumpkin pie fan. I will eat it. Like, uh, there's nothing that I won't eat. I will squeeze it through the spaces between my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, uh, um, do you even like, like, store pumpkin pie or is it just any pumpkin pie? It doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter, man. Yeah, I can't do it. But, like, sometimes you'll get a really good piece of pumpkin pie. Like, if you get it from, like, Dearborn's or Delicious Orchards or, like, one of those. All fine establishments in the central New Jersey area. Yeah, like, like a garden shop. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. That way it would be fresh. But, you know, I don't discriminate. I'll have an Enterman's pumpkin pie if they came out of one. <laughs> See, I'm a big fan of, and I've I've actually perfected my own recipe of uh, pecan pie. Really? Yeah. I'll yeah. eat the shit out of that. Pe- to me, I think pecan pie is the most delicious thing on the face of the fucking planet. If I if it wasn't, like, fat. Get to, that makes me, like, sticky. Yeah, but so what, man? <laughs> that's, fucking, that's a good stick right there. Good. I'll even eat some key lime pie. 
You know, I don't think I've ever really had key lime pie. I put key lime. I like the graham cracker. I remember the graham cracker. I like a graham cracker crust. I'm into that. I I put key lime pie in the same category as a cheese uh, cake. I was about to say cheesecake, but that's a fucking lie because I love those. But (laughs) like cheesecake and key lime pie, they're kind of like on the outer edges for me. So I'll never order them. But if I was offered it, I would eat it. You know what I mean? But I never, I've never once in my life said, oh, I I want some cheesecake or I want some key lime pie. I love tiramisu. Tiramisu is amazing. Oh, man. I don't know what that texture is or whatever you want to call that consistency. Well, that's the thing with Unbelievable. the... That's the thing with the pecan pie or pecan pie, however is you want to say. It's the consistency? It's the consistency. I love that. Consistency is all that's there That's the best word to describe how that food makes you feel. <laughs> Consistent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we started uh, an episode uh, right before this and, and failed miserably and then had to restart the whole thing. <laughs> never happened he's lying to you all we uh, we turned on the mics and we we're like so what's up and we we're like no nothing uh, <laughs> went to work <laughs> i did not go to work because i don't have a job this is my job um i was telling you that i am uh i am excited slash nervous slash uh everything else i i'm actually i have the feeling right now and i know this is pathetic and uh, a much younger me would have would make fun of this but um i have the feeling that I have before before I get on stage to perform. So before we, I get on stage to like you know like with the band, or before I get on stage to do stand up or something like that, that like kind of like nervous butterflies, but it's good. Oh, but you you're got worried that kind with of feeling sometimes. Yeah, yeah, especially That's in cool. the beginning. You know what I mean? Um, well, because I was the singer. You know, I was yeah, up yeah, front. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I felt like a lot fell on my shoulders or whatever. Felt the pressure. I felt the pressure. Ooh. But I have that feeling tonight. Right now, as we're doing this, because be- of baseball, because in two hours, <laughs> the New York Mets are going to be playing their first postseason game in um, nine years. And since the Mets are the only sports team that I watch and uh, and I've suffered with for, for many, 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 many years, um, I am nervous about it. I don't know. Because being a Mets fan for a long time, you have to expect disappointment. So I, I, it's if I was like a Cardinals fan or a Giants <laughs> fan or a Yankees fan or something like that, I'd probably go, be going into this like, uh, like yeah, all right, we got this. But a Mets, a Mets fan is always going to be like, we got this, but then deep down inside, be like, oh, <laughs> please, 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 with this game. But either way, it should be exciting. That's good. <laughs> You're not a baseball guy. Nah, I mean, <clears throat> baseball's cool. Like I'll, I'll go to a baseball game. I enjoy going to the games. I can't. I think it's the best thing there is. Like if I'm hanging out, drinking beers, or whatever, and it's on TV, it's on TV. But like I'll never purposely watch a baseball game. Make, yeah, I'll never make a plan to watch baseball. Are you one of those people that put that consider baseball to be a boring sport to watch? Um, because I know you're a football. Fan. Yeah, it doesn't move along. I like football basically because I like the whole idea of like. Oh, it's Sunday. I want to put on my footsie pajamas and eat as much cold cuts as I can. You know what I mean? Like that's what, that's I, what I that's think what... of when I think of football. You Do know? you make the stadium out of cold cuts? The... I make a fort in the living room, and then you know I fill it up with cold cuts and like and milk, dunkable cookies. Yeah, and milk, lots of milk with the cookies. And then you watch uh... watch football. You know, after the cartoons. Aren't you a Raiders fan? Yeah, the Raiders are actually doing good this year. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I'm going to start liking football again. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that my whole life. Everyone says baseball is boring. Baseball is boring. I get it. I think football's boring. Yeah, football is boring. That's why a lot of teams now are just like throwing the ball, throwing the ball. It's like a passing game now where football was always, you know, like a running game. Yeah, you know? right. 
But there's like there's no running the ball. There's you could totally eliminate that old school term. What is it? Rough and tumble from the dictionary because it does not happen in football. Because anymore. they want because it's a business and because they want fans. It's just throwing the bomb ball. Right, because that's that, why people want to see. That's that's why the that, that's why and I'm I'm going to say on record the abomination that is the American League and the fucking designated hitter rule in baseball. That was the main reason is because they're like we want to sell tickets and people like to see fucking home runs. So we're gonna we're gonna yeah, eliminate yeah. we're gonna change the game from what it is so that we could get these big idiots up there. <laughs> no offense, David Ortiz, but or mm-hmm. Alice Rodriguez, but to get up there and hit these home runs so people will be happy. So they keep coming back and then they fucking change yeah. the game i i i, I don't want to like get into that whole thing but no it's true the dh kills me and and now they're talking about having the dh in the national league if that happens i might have to stop watching i, I would never stop watching the mets <laughs> but it, it it bothers me i don't know so no, it is corny that's why you know I, I like you know like you said i like watching football but there are so many uh penalties being called this year there's like the, every every three plays is a different penalty Every, yeah. every time you're watching, but game. you think they wouldn't do that because they they want it. It bores the shit. Yeah, they want know. it to be more, more. I don't know what it is. There's just so many penalties this year. The NFL, and I don't know much about it because I don't watch it. Uh, you know, I I just I just hear about it from like friends talking about it, or if I'm listening to the radio or something like that. But um, I I find the NFL uh, very interesting because they are trying so hard to be like a family thing you know they want nfl to be family entertainment but it's a it's the most violent sport that there is you know and you can't have both so do you want these giant dudes to, to try to kill each other on the field <laughs> or do you want kids to be able to enjoy it you know what i mean yeah, yeah. And, and like they can't have both of that so they're dumbing down they're dumbing down dulling down their product i should say yeah. in order to make it more accessible to like children By dulling and, it down you mean teaching the players not to be so rough with each other is that what you're yeah saying? right we're just taking away the, the savagery of the game which right, is what right. everybody was you know what i mean yeah. like like back i don't know but i've heard stories like back in the 70s or whatever like the 60s and the 70s like a football game was no place to bring children yeah you, you know that like a dude will play linebacker like break his leg and then he's in it as quarterback the next quarter <laughs> <laughs> but i'm even talking about like the atmosphere like you didn't you wouldn't bring your kids to a football game because it was just a bunch of like savage drunk maniacs that were there oh, for like yeah, yeah. you know it was almost oh, the audience yeah yeah about. it was almost right, right. it was almost like uh <laughs> the equivalent of like watching like uh gladiators and in, in, in you know back I in the roman you. era you know what i, I mean you. like people went went yeah. there because they wanted blood this is a violent sport yeah that's the original roots of football yeah right sure. and i get that yeah. and i understand that and on on like a you know on on a level i i, I could see that you know but but now like they try to make it so like americana and invite the kids and everything and those two products like can't coexist i don't think that and the players are just programmed robots man you look at the plays that they run it's it, they're just so programmed to just move in certain directions and just do things like it's not even like there's no there's no music to the sport if that makes any sense. Like there's no There's no like grace. It is just, you know, from the second they snap the ball just like it, it reminds me of that game you had when you were little and the magnet is underneath and you did nothing. I think you just turned it on and all the magnetic players just start moving in different directions. Oh, they're talking about the football game. <laughs> yeah. I think it vibrated. Wasn't that what it was? It, did, it was like a it metal. Like, yeah, you like turned it on and it vibrated shit. and they all just started vibrating towards each other. Something, yeah, and yeah. it was all it was like it steel. 
just ro- and shit. Everyone is just robots. You're not watching humans play. You could just tell, like, if you watch a video of, like, Walter Payton running in 1983 and compare it to... You know, any running back playing the NFL now, it just, it looks like a machine. And then, you know, Walter Payne is, like, dancing across the field, and then you get a robot. You know, it's, it's, it's freaky to watch, especially Tom Brady. Tom Brady looks like somebody wound him up like a toy soldier and just put him on the field, and he's just a robot. Yeah. That just fires and missiles balls into people. Well, I guess if that's what you do from age five for the rest of your life, you know. It's insane. It is insane. The, I don't... Joe Montana is the last thing I know about, and that's only because I played Joe Montana football for Joe Sega. Joe could dance. Isn't, Joe, had, Joe had grace. Isn't he considered, like, the best quarterback of all time? Uh, Actually, Joe Montana won Super Bowls. He holds no, like... Oh, you're gonna, records, no like game records. But you're no. gonna say Dan Marino, right? But he didn't win no, any. Joe Montana. No, I know, but oh, I thought you were gonna say that Dan Marino was the because I know, I know these names because they're Dan Marino held records, but he never won a Super Bowl. He never won. I thought he won one. I don't know. I'm. A, I don't. I'm asking. This is what I think I know. Yeah, either none or one. Right. Maybe, so what? Maybe none. If so then, right. okay. So then, what's better if you're if you're Joe Montana who won Super Bowls? but maybe aren't as good of a quarterback as Dan Marino or your Dan Marino, who's a better quarterback, but never won a Super Bowl than who's a better player. Uh, if it was me personally, I'd want to be the Super Bowl winner. Yeah, I would too. You know, you know what I mean? But. Fuck stats. I just want to like go to Disney World. <laughs> and shit, you know? I think they could afford to go to Disney World. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's weird that way. I don't know. Uh, and, and another thing about the uh, the NFL, which is weird to me, is that they're they're trying so hard to um, to go out, you know, to to expand their brand outside of the United States because it's the only sport that I could think of that is only is only liked in one country. That's it. Nobody outside. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there's there's stragglers and stuff like that, but nobody outside of the United States likes American football. They don't, right, they don't yeah. care about it. Because there know? is no such thing. There's no such sport. Well, there's like Canadian League football and, and, and you know, and, and stuff like that or whatever, but... Yeah, but they don't have football in other countries. Because they don't like it. It's not adopted. You know what I mean? And that's what the and that's what the, yeah. that's what the NFL is trying to do. That's why they have these games in London and stuff like that, because they're uh, hoping that it catches on there. Oh, is that what they're doing? Yeah, because oh, they want so badly for their product to be caught on overseas but the rest That's of the world the rest of the world and i'm not saying this is a good thing or a bad thing i'm not i'm not taking an anti-football stance it doesn't matter if you like football more power to you i totally understand i'm a baseball fan and a lot of people hate that um but just, people in europe just they're not they're not gonna like american football it's just not gonna happen you know what i mean it's yeah. it's it's not a very well, they do the whole soccer and rugby thing right exactly you know, you know yeah they're they're a big they, they, they have they their, do their thing already they're not gonna switch but the nfl isn't happy the nfl isn't happy with being the biggest sport in, Only america. in america yeah right well they need to chill out because <laughs> that's what you get <laughs> well that's my that's my whole point it's just you know yeah, well, they already they've already taken over everything. They're the biggest sport that there is in the United States. You know, yeah, like commercial wise. Yeah, right. More money, yeah. more money, more money. That's why they that's why they want the kids. That's why they're they're okay with watering down their product mm. in order to get the family thing because they want more more eyeballs, more advertising. Dollars. I gotta say something. Something I noticed. It's actually funny. Everyone accuses the Patriots of cheating. You know, I I, t- I never look into it. Oh, uh, with the. And now I'm throwing up the air quotes, deflate gate. Right. I, yeah, that's which is the dumbest shit in the face. I, of the I guess that was last season or Super Bowl or something with that. But that's not what I'm talking about. Um, you know, they're accused of being cheaters, which I don't doubt. You know what I mean? I, I could totally see those dudes being snakes and cheating. Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> the it was the Patriots Green Bay and the uh, play clock's ticking. 
and it was down to like 10. Brady like waves his arms. <laughs> if you're watching closely at the television, it went from like 8 or 9. Then it just went boop, back to 25. And they got like all these fresh seconds of the play clock and no one said shit. This happened recently? Yeah. That's very weird. It just went to 25. Oh, Brady like made some type of arm waving motion. That's weird. That's it. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna take your word for that. And people oh, yeah, listening this are probably thinking like that Look didn't it up. happen. Look it up on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Have so people I... discussed that afterwards and said like this hour? This I don't know. I don't watch like ESPN or anything. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess the Deflate Gate thing. It, uh, here's the thing, and and this isn't my own thought. Um, I it, I've heard people say this, but I agree with it. Uh, and and whatever. I'm sure there's like some comedian has a bit about it out there or whatever. But we got to stop calling things gates. Because it doesn't make any sense. What other gates are there? Well, here's the reason why. The whole thing comes from Watergate, right? Oh, duh. But Watergate was the name of the fucking hotel. That's <laughs> the reason it was called the Watergate scandal. You know what I mean? So they're trying to change the word gate to mean well, something. Well, now, when that, now, like, whenever there's a scandal, <laughs> whenever there's a scandal, they always put gate at it uh, at the end of it. I, I can't think of any else besides Deflate Gate off the top of my head. But there's been a bunch. You know, and they say gate, this gate, that gate, you know what I mean? And it doesn't make any sense because it co- all comes from Watergate, which was just the name of a fucking hotel, you know? Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady's deflated balls thing should have been the deflated, deflated ball conspiracy or something like that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know. Deflate gate. <laughs> that is terrible. Well, even that, that is terrible. even that is marketing, you know? Like, all that is marketing. Oh, but that is like marketing to retards. And here's the fucking thing. If you watch any professional sport... With all the money that is on the line and all the prestige that is on the line, if you don't think that all of these people are trying to get an advantage any way they possibly can, you're out of your fucking mind. There is no I know that there is no such thing as an honest sports team out there. And it's not that they want to be like evil cheaters. You know, they just want to win more than they just want to fucking win anything in In baseball. If you could steal the signs, you steal the fucking signs. That's cheating. You do it. Everybody does it. It's accepted. It's up to the other team to realize that the other team's stealing the signs and then go to their secondary signs so that the other team right. doesn't steal the signs. You right. know, it's like when um, it's like, stop your crying. Oh, oh, so like, uh, wasn't wasn't it also the Patriots that were recording practices so they yes. could get the plays, and they called yes. that Spygate? <laughs> oh my! God. You see what I'm saying? Spygate. Maybe it's just that the Patriots. Maybe we're just maybe the Patriots. Maybe it's just the Patriots and Richard Nixon get the gates. I don't Seriously, know. Seriously, it is so bad. Well, you know, and it's it, it's all marketing and whatever, but it. <sighs> I, I, I know everybody uh, is is nostalgic for a simpler time, um, but as a sports fan, I would really wish I wished I grew up earlier. Like if I could if I could have watched baseball back in the '60s and the '70s, or you know, even football back then and stuff when it was like a pure sport and there wasn't all this advertising and all this bullshit. Even the '80s, early '90s was a great time in football, man. Like '80s was serious. You know what I mean? We had you know Lawrence Taylor and. You know, Walter Payton. We had some... I go on forever. But then early 90s football, like around the time of uh, the Dallas dynasty, when the Bills were doing really good. Wasn't at the time the Bills went like four years in a row and lost all four years? Yeah, Yeah. ridiculous amount. I think they went more than four. But they lost to the Bills a bunch. They lost to the the Cowboys a bunch. They lost to uh, the Redskins, the Giants. Um... But yeah, the Cowboys won like six Super Bowls. Well, that me, was a great time in football. Let me ask you a question about the Redskins. What do you think about the name? Uh, th- did they decide on a different name? 
No, but this the whole. Th- they were supposed to do that last year. They keep like <laughs> postponing it. Yeah, I just they're think- gonna call it like waiting gate. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> um, I just don't. I I I'm I guess I'm not a, a very PC person, but I do respect everybody's like opinion and everything like that. But this outcry over the stupid fucking sports team and their name—if you, I guarantee you that. Like, if you, when are you going to pay attention? But here's the thing. Here's what happens, and this annoys the shit out of me. And I've talked about this before. And normally, this is the point in the party where people start walking away from me because I get upset about this and I start <laughs> I start ranting. So I don't know what reaction the people at home listening to this are going to have, but um. What happens in America now, which disgusts me, is that there's special interest groups, right? These special interest groups think that they represent a people and then they lobby, you know, maybe they're, they're, they have some lawyers in there or whatever. They know what to do. They know how to yeah. go after sponsors and they know how to do everything like that to get. So there's a group of 100 people, not maybe not even 100 people, that think that they're going to talk for a whole a whole group of people a much much larger group of people either whether it be a race or or whatever sexual preference or anything like that and then they they uh attack these corporations and of course the corporations because their money's on the line or their advertising's on the line are gonna sooner or later buckle and they know that but the problem is if you were to walk to if you were going to go up to pretty much any native american and ask them if they gave a fuck any regular Native American, you know what I mean, yeah, like you yeah. know the dude you work with, or like whatever, you know what I mean. Right, right. And ask them if they gave a, if they were offended by the Washington Redskins, they're gonna tell you no because they're <laughs> fucking not because yeah. they're just people. That's just not the way people are. It's not you know, and but yeah, some people are though, man. Some people are, and those Believe are the people, and those are the people that that will fight and fight and fight and to that, get a shit that turned is over. Just a bizarro race of people because like. You act that way, and how can you not be noticing and saying, you know, I'm doing everything in my power to make my life as annoying and hard to deal with as possible. Right, and a lot letting of, every single thing bother me. Yeah, and and it happens all the time. People for nothing, for nothing. Here's what I don't understand: is the is the like bloodlust for people's jobs. You know, so like, 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 if something goes wrong, people are always demanding other people's jobs. Like, why would you ever want to see somebody lose their job? You know, like, does that make you feel better? Wait, I'm sorry. What do you What do you mean? So like, so like, let's say, um, let's say, like, uh, an announcer on television, and I and like, I don't have any examples of it off the top of my head, but let's say an ex- an announcer on television says something. Drew Carey, or whatever. But you <clears throat> sure? But but I say picture this. Okay, let's say Drew Carey is on the Price is Right, and somebody's spinning those wheel, the spin, spin the wheels on the Price is Right, it, right, and it's a black woman, and she hits the hundred, and he goes, "Damn, nigga," you know what I mean? But he's excited, right? Let's just say that happens. Gotcha. Now, uh, fucking, everyone's pissed off at him, right? And rightfully so. He shouldn't have said that, even if he was just joking around, even if there was an A at the end of it. Yeah. I totally understand that. However. Why does he have to lose his job? You see what I'm saying? At yeah, that yeah. point, everybody then starts calling. Oh, we're going to boycott your sponsors unless he's fired. Unless he's fired. Unless right. he's fired. Because what they want to do is they want to, if not, if it not be so, they want to give the impression and make it look like the bosses of that actor or host or whatever are on their side. So by firing that actor, that makes it look like the boss is on their side of the victim. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but but wouldn't the bosses also be on their side if they just forced him to make a public apology and promise never to do that again? I, I, I would think so. Right. I would think so. But I, I guess that's, that's just not that's not the accepted uh, 
you know, backstab for Hollywood, I guess. Well, you know? I just think, well, I, I don't, the price is right as far from Hollywood. Uh, yeah, but, right. but I, but I think that, uh, Parker's beauties. I, no, I think that pe- I think there's more is psychologically at play there. And I think that it's, I think that people just want to see other people torn down. Oh, especially, yeah, okay. especially people that are, that, that they, they perceive to be in a better place than them. You know, so they're like, oh, well, fuck this guy. He's, he's on television. And he's, he's making all this money and everything. You know, like he offended me. So let's take him down. I want to hurt his life. And if you live your life that way, if you like, if you want to see anybody else get taken down in life, lose their job, lose their livelihood yeah. or anything like that, even if you are offended, yeah, you got problems. Yeah, it just doesn't, it do- never made any sense. To and me. also, the thing with, you know, some of these people that get fired for this kind of stuff, they get rehired like a month later because everyone forgets. Everyone moves on to the next big public outcry. Right. Well, and that's another thing. The it's, person gets their job back, and no one even knows that he said nigger. It's so. It's yeah. so. It's so frivolous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's. It's. Uh, and I'm not saying that you should be out there saying the n word on on air. I'm not saying any of that. Although I think that there should be more lax restrictions on what you can say. But like the people, the people that get the people that get offended is just it, you're going to be offended. Everybody in this world is going to be offended by something, and. You have every right to be offended. But just because you're offended doesn't mean that somebody else has to lose their job. You see what I'm yeah. saying? No one else has to care that you're offended. <laughs> yeah, right. You're offended. You know? I get offended. Yeah. You get offended. Yeah. Shit offends you. Sorry. Yeah, right. And and that sucks, and I'm sorry yeah. that you're offended, but that's part of being alive, yeah. you know? Like, we don't be, we're not going to baby powder your ass because you got offended when I'm <laughs> sitting over here offended. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? All red and chafed. I've, but I've never been in the situation, and I don't get offended very easily. You can pretty much say whatever the fuck you want to me, but... Even if I was, I, I I might be like, hey man, what you just said was offensive, and you know what I mean, like, yeah. or or maybe at a very extreme thing, be like, hey man, that was offensive, like please run to someone out, someone else and be like, fire them, yeah right, fire yeah. them. I'm gonna boy, I'm gonna boycott yeah. your 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 side. sponsors. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why any any comedian any comedian who gets in trouble um, for saying something and doesn't apologize, or any corporation that uh, that that maybe has a spokesperson or whatever, or talent, or something like that, and they get in trouble, and the corporation doesn't make them apologize, or the corporation doesn't back down, or something like that, those, I end up respecting those people so much more than the, you know, like, oh my god, we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose fucking Coca-Cola's money. It makes more sense. It's good to see people do things that a normal person would do, because most of the time, people don't do shit that a normal person does. They do shit like... Holy shit! How the fuck can that person do that shit like that? <laughs> you know, what yeah, I mean? right. They always end up saying something like that. Yeah, right. People just do the dumbest shit. But but then we're all people, and we all and we, like it, the standard that people hold other people at are is a standard that nobody could ever exist at. But that's not true. I mean, you hold people at a standard just to do shit that doesn't make you like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Like even if even if something is like partially okay and like <laughs> just about at par, <laughs> I'd be so happy. You know, and just to be like, ah, life is so easy to walk through. But no, people always got to make shit suck. Well, oh, yeah, right. Everybody's got to complain. That's what I mean. But but those people, those people, uh, I guarantee you any of those people that are offended um they they're they're also offensive at some point in their life but to them that's not offensive you know what i mean and if somebody was you know see what i'm saying so like there's no way there's no way that you could be that way so just relax yeah be offended be pissed off if you turn on the tonight show it's natural or i shouldn't use it tonight show because i'm pretty sure uh fucking um jimmy fallon will never offend anybody on the face of the planet but if you turn on some television show and the guy on there offends you be offended (laughs) yeah be fucking offended 
You have every right to be offended. Tell your husband or your kids about it or whatever you want or your friend at work about it and tell them that you're offended. And then guess what? Just then don't watch it ever again. Yeah. That's it. Don't write letters and, and call for people's jobs. Take it outside the wall. Yeah, it's just <laughs> there's so much better things you could do with your life. I know. So, Rich, Yo. let me take you back to a time here. I was I was thinking today about uh about our because we we're supposed to be telling our story as yeah, well and and we haven't been doing that so we talked about the band and we talked about you know when we were younger and when we first met and everything mm-hmm. and I was thinking about big times in our life and uh, I wanted to take you back to uh, a simpler time okay. uh, you know back in the uh, the late nineties I was hoping it was gonna be in the nineties yeah in a little town let me let me think about it. Yeah, I remember it. I remember like it was yesterday. It was uh, a little town called uh, Keyport, New Jersey, and uh, a little deli, a deli on, um, was that Front Street or Broad Street? That was Front Street. Front Street. Yeah. A little uh, a little deli on Front Street called Bob's Market and Deli. Market and Deli. Bob's Market and Deli, <laughs> which was uh, so... We called that place home for a good summer or two. And then it's dragged on out. For, well, I, okay, so here, here's that was my my first job. Was um, I was 16 years old. I I, I was dating a a, a a lovely lady. A uh, and um, she and we were in I don't know where we were. We were in Wildwood or something. We were on like vacation, and I knew that I had to get a job. I didn't want to get a job, and uh, I was talking to her about it. And then she was like, "Oh." Uh, I think I get you a job. And then her mom, who worked across the street at the hardware store at the time, Gail's Hardware, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. She she went to this deli all the time, and they she knew that they were looking for help. So she got me this job. So I started working there, and I worked there for a few years. Uh, and, you know, it was a regular deli thing. Get there at, like, early in the morning, cook sandwiches for old people, and hang out or whatever. And then around, what year was it? 98? Well, when I started working there, yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was the summer of '99 before, because I remember I took a semester off college and I just worked, so I had like a couple jobs. And then you were like, you know, I need help with the deli, and I was like, sweet, you know, I was like, shit, that could cook a mean breakfast. So I figured I'd work there and get good breakfast. Oh, so we were out of uh, we were out of high school. At this yeah, because '99 yeah. would have been our yeah. first year out of high school. Yeah. So then I so then I was in community college. Yes, yeah, so I started working there like June '99. So I worked there for almost probably two or three years. Yeah, you were totally established there. I was yeah. established at the uh, deli. You guys are like a family in there. I felt like the orphan child, like adopted way years later. <laughs> so I so I had this job, um, and uh, and I you know I worked it and I was good at it. I, I consider myself a pretty good breakfast cooker. Uh, and I could smell the breakfast. I was a uh, I was like a short order chef, and it was cool, you know, French food. Toast, show up, the, bacon egg and cheese. It was a family owned joint. It was very very small. The owner Bob was cool as hell. Um, and I worked there for a while. And then Sandwiches. one day he said he wanted to hire some extra help. Fried goods. <laughs> and I and I said, hey, my buddy Richie, who I had already um, you know. Uh, hung out with every second of my life was already playing in a band with everything like that might as well fill up the rest of the time slots so <laughs> uh you came in to bob's market in delhi yeah, and then real interesting and then uh yeah things got pretty interesting for a while <laughs> so all right here's the thing that i first remember about about you was that i think like the first day that you came to work you showed up like drunk no <laughs> yeah Really? <laughs> it may, if at you, the deli? If you weren't drunk, you were at least very hungover because you were like falling asleep. And I, really? yeah, and I remember being like, oh, man, why did I? Uh, 
<laughs> Why did I do this? Yeah, and then I made spatulas dance, and you were like, oh. <laughs> you, you mean because you cook so well? Yeah. I think I did most of the cooking. Though, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, I didn't. Do, yeah, you, you well, ran. You ran the I, register. I did most of the eating. So basically, yeah. Basically, what happened was we uh, <laughs> we ate. Wait, what is it? Yeah, if, <laughs> if we, we sold what we ate and ate what we sold, Bob would have been successful. <laughs> we uh, we basically took this place over and um, and it, it, well, let's tell him about Big Bobo. Okay, so Bob was uh, he was the owner. Of Bob's Market in Delhi. Bob's Market in Delhi. He was like a nice guy. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He, uh... Kind of a, like a rednecky type dude. You know? Like a real, like... A real, like, townsy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was definitely, like, hanging out in the creek in Hazlitt in the 50s, <laughs> you know? Well, Keyport, Keyport <laughs> is, like, a really small, knit town, if anyone's yeah. familiar with Keyport, New Jersey. It's, it's like, a, a town on, uh, on the water, and uh, it's, like, maybe... Kind of inbred It's, like, one square mile, <laughs> and everybody knows each other, and they have this main drag, which is all basic. It's changed a little bit now, but um, back then, it was basically all, like, antique shops and, like, you know, and, like, a pizza place and a Keyport sub. Keyport back then was, like, Times Square before Giuliani, you know? <laughs> well, okay. Well, there wasn't any strip clubs. <laughs> no, there wasn't any strip you clubs. You weren't going to get a, shot. There was some nasty hookers, though. Was there hookers in Keyport? Oh, remember those things? Oh, yeah. They would be actually be down. They looked no, like dudes, but they were hookers. Yeah, they would have, um, every Sunday, they would have, like, a swap <laughs> <meet>. <laughs> Hooker day? <laughs> <laughs> They would have like a like a, a, a it's not a swap meet a, a flea market down <laughs> swap meet. <laughs> I've, I've never I don't even know what a swap meet I is. I don't know hooker swap meet. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, they would have like a flea market and I, yeah, and and there would be people there like selling like fucking uh, like rugs, <laughs> and then there would be like hookers <laughs> like <laughs> rugs, whores, rugs. <laughs> I forgot uh, all all about that, but that went away quickly. That's crazy. Yeah, it was kind of scuzzy up there, but it, it was great because we just got this like group of characters coming in every day like clockwork, saying, doing the same shit, and just ended up being the funniest damn thing ever. Well, okay. Yeah. Expand on that. Well, we, we even made a list of all their nicknames and everything. Well, Which, right, all the store owners yeah, and everything like, like I that. Yeah, I could be rattling off names and nicknames forever. It was just hilarious that... You know, these people just pretty much like established these names and then they were coming in after a while. We just started calling them their their <laughs> alter ego code name. And um, we, so we 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 quickly I was a oh, pr- yeah, big Bobbo. We forgot to tell him. Well, yeah, I mean, there's really not much yeah, to say about Bob. He's a nice guy. He, and he was like, he but, was, oh, wait, there's something we got to say about Bob loved Devin. <laughs> like loved him so much. Like he was like the son he never had. You know, me and Devin would come in the morning and be like, hey, Rich. Hey, Dev, good morning, buddy. <laughs> hey, I was thinking about you last night while I was watching uh, The Price is Right, you know? Okay. Um, they're buddies. And I, I said, Dev, you know he's got like an effigy in his house, like a stuffed animal with like a photo print out of your face on it, like cooking eggs. And he calls it Mr. Devin. <laughs> well, we were... He, he just loved you. Like, we were buds. I was a good worker. So but fun. you, on the other hand, were not a good worker. So I was that, a good worker, yeah. I, got I, rem- I, I remember... One time, you, you, I vividly remember this. I know what you're gonna say. Of him, he he's so Bob always held a uh, cup of coffee, like kind of like um. The, it wasn't a cup; it was a mason jar with a handle. Yeah, right. <laughs> like kind of like the guy from uh, the boss from Office Space. You know what I mean? Like he would just sit there and hold it and and like uh and you know and bull- hey you know and bullshit with yeah. you and stuff. And I I was I was up front. I was like taking care of a customer or something. And you were like normally were lounging in the back. And here's another thing that you need to know about Bob's market. 
did in Delhi back <laughs> in the day is that this was before that uh, you couldn't smoke cigarettes anyplace. So oh, yeah. We used chain to smoke cigarettes. Cig- just working in this deli, just chain smoking cigarettes. Ashing in the sandwiches. <laughs> and butt hanging out <laughs> and you, you, would, uh, you would sit, you would sit in the back like smoking a cigarette in the in the chair in the back and i remember he was talking to me one day like maybe like trying to brainstorm ideas or asking you about something and you <laughs> yeah. literally fell asleep while he was talking to you i, walked- All I heard was eh, eh, <laughs> and then and, and, I was out. and then this guy was so nice that uh he watched one of his workers smoke a cigarette and fall asleep <laughs> in front of him and then he just kind of like shrugged his shoulders and walked away he didn't eh, good night mr rich <laughs> <laughs> he talked me in <laughs> ah, good night. And then we started getting drunk there. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, because Bob, he owned that deli, but his job was he was a truck driver. So he'd come in the morning, throw Dev the keys, and he'd be out of there by like. Oh, I had the keys. I would open that place up all the time. So he was out of there from 8 30, and, and that's it. We would just close and just never see him. So as soon as the liquor stores opened at 10 30, it began. And then. So, so basically, we were two like punk rock kids. Like, uh, like I always had like different colored hair, and and I mean, we we weren't like dressed like badly there, but we were, you know, we were like two young kids and uh, working just in just getting Delhi, fucked up, getting while we fucked were making up, sandwiches. making each be, making people sandwiches, and then um, Bob gets his brother to come in, and what what are you gonna do? Give me a drink. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. So Bob. Bob gets his brother to come in, um, who's his name is Stevie, and this this was a like a changing point in me and Rich's life because this dude he must have been maybe forty years old at the time, and uh, he he had already lost his leg to some sort of like he was eating meat and uh, and I guess he was like so fucking drunk. This guy was like a raging alcoholic and uh, he was like so drunk that he ate raw meat or something like that and got like an e coli infection and ended up having to get his leg amputated um so bob you know this is bob's little brother so he he has him start working at this place so now all of a sudden it's me and richie who are a bunch of 19 year old kids 18 or 19 year old kids who are who are getting drunk and and whatever and and making food and hanging out then all of a sudden this 40 year old maniac starts working there and uh and but he's at the same level as me and Richie, as far as like maturity and everything goes. So now you got two 19 year old kids and this 40 year old dude with one leg walking around on a crutch. We totally we're 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 from open the clothes. We're there like Bob's not even like really around or anything. And uh, and we're just getting hammered on vodka all the time. At one point. Do you remember this? At uh, Do you remember the Christmas? It was a Christmas yeah. Eve. Oh, my God. Whole time at my house after leaving the deli. It was a Christmas Eve, and we had to open up the deli. And we started we we me uh, Richie and Stevie, Stevie O we used to call him. Started drinking vodka at ten thirty. Ten thirty tops, yeah. right? And and then continued to fucking drink vodka until we closed. And then went to a bar and continued to drink vodka. And and I remember I slept I slept through Christmas that year. Not me, my man. I was absolutely hammered. My whole family was really considering taking me to the Betty Ford Clinic. I know, they're a little strong. Is this all vodka? No, there's some soda in there, but it's a little strong. Okay. 
Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm used to the flavored vodka where you can't really tell. Okay, so for the people at home, um, we decided to have a few vodkas tonight. And while I was telling that story, Richie slipped out to make a couple other drinks. And he just basically came back with two really big glasses of straight vodka. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's, it's smooth. You can't really tell. Yeah, so so uh, Stevie just being a maniac. So he was a... Uh, straight up maniac. A one-legged psychopath. Yeah, pretty much a psychopath. He was awesome. <laughs> he, was an al- he was a crazy alcoholic. And uh, he would just, uh, I remember one time we were driving him someplace and he was all fucked up and he was trying to elbow out the window on my car. Do you remember that? I remember that. He was just going, oh, oh, and like trying to elbow out the window. But, um, but yeah, oh yeah, that Christmas I went home and I was just drunk all night. I opened up this, uh, I got like a gift bottle of Bacardi and I ended up cracking that bottle at my house after leaving the deli and i was drinking all night my uh you know my family were just like what a drunk you know what i mean my brothers were laughing so hard and then i remember like i think i ended up hanging out with uh, my friend tracy that night and that ended up being a debacle i think it was just a crazy Christmas, all because Stevie O cracks bottles of vodka at ten thirty in the morning. Yeah, at Bob's Market and Deli. Yeah, there's basically this, like I said, as I was trying to explain, there's this forty year old dude who's now boozing with these eighteen year old, nineteen year old, forty five. Really, was he? Yeah, it, like boozing with these kids, and he's like a lifelong alcoholic, and we're like these tiny kids, like <laughs> trying to keep up with them, and just just fucking getting hammered. Yeah. So hammered. What? Okay, so what was your favorite? It was fun being hammered at work. I thought that was fun. But then you would leave work drunk. And, like, you know, we were still at the, that point in our lives where you would come home from work around that time, take a shower, and then go out. Like, you know, every night you were home. You were hanging out, either going out with Well, we, we normally had band practice or something like that. Yeah, well, not at the moment. No, we weren't in a band at that time. It was our in-between time. What? When I first went to Stockton, I didn't play music with you. Oh, but I was playing music. Yeah, yeah well, whatever. Yeah. So, well, I, so that was how the Grillers started. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I uh, I came home and uh, it was just a mess. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> I think two sips into that vodka, you're already fucking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What? Um. What is your out of all of our time that we spent at Bob's Market and Deli? Or as Stevie called it, Bob's Market and Dildo. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite story? Because there's a bunch, and we're not story. we're not going to bore everybody with this. But oh man, my favorite story. I mean, that Christmas is up there, man. But my favorite story about the market. Yeah, there's what, a couple. Um, pro- I, probably with that old lady with the rye bread was a pisser, <laughs> bro. I forget exactly what happened. But that I, little old black lady had me making her a sandwich on rye bread, and I think I forgot the rye bread, and she was chasing after her <laughs> boss, and she was just screaming, ain't got no time for rye bread, ain't got no time for rye bread, and I was, I think I was drunk, and it was just hard for me not to piss myself. <laughs> no, I remember <laughs> Is that she, how it she was waiting for a bus to Atlantic City, and um, she came in, and she ordered a sandwich. And you knew the destination. <laughs> yeah, I know, because that's the bus. Used to, it was, she was an older lady, oh, and they okay. would, you know, they, how they do. They get Her on these fucking... was jacked. They get, like, $25, <laughs> and then they get on this bus and go down there and spend their $25. It's, like, the biggest scam in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, your grandma used to do it all the time. Oh, every weekend, yeah. Yeah. She would spend hundreds, though. Yeah, well, hey, no one's, you know, not everyone's rolling yeah, no as fucking... no one's judging Edith. No one's rolling as deep as one Edith Giadana. <laughs> hey, no, Edith was... She had some cake. But, um... 
Yeah, she was waiting for the bus, and she ordered a sandwich, and her plan was to get on the fucking thing. And you, you fucking, you were all like, she wanted you, it's a simple pleasure. You were, it, and you, the sandwich should have been made already, but you were all slow as shit. And like the bus was pulling up, and she was freaking out, and she was like, vis- Talking, she was visibly like shaking. Mayo. And you're going, you're going. Do you want white or rye? Do you want white or rye? And she's going, there's no time for rye bread. There's no time. So you, <laughs> oh, no, I feel so bad. then she runs on the bus. <laughs> the best part about it is you slap the sandwich together, you wrap it up, and you run outside, and That's you. That's right. I was going to throw it through the window. Yeah, and you were trying to throw the sandwich <laughs> through the window. She would have been the happiest old lady in the world if her sandwich on right landed on her lap. Like, hello. But you so it was like a Greyhound bus. How are you going to throw it <laughs> oh, through the window? Dude, the old magic's still there. <laughs> but I, yeah, now that's like the saddest story. But I'll tell you the saddest story about a sandwich ever. Do you think that's up there? One time there was just, he wasn't a regular. He was just like this old cat that was in the neighborhood wanting just a little snack, you know? So he comes over to the deli. I think I was by myself. I don't know where you were. And, uh, I was probably in the back asked, smoking a butt. He asked for one of our specialty sandwiches. Let's say it was the New Yorker. So he asked for the, <laughs> the New, New Yorker. Yorker was a hit. <laughs> it was it was up there. That's why I remembered it. So, so let's say he asked for it, right? And on the New Yorker, there's a horseradish horseradish spread on the sandwich. <laughs> so I noticed we didn't have horseradish. So I was like, oh, oh man, gonna realize there's no horseradish. <laughs> so I made the sandwich, wrapped it up, gave him the sandwich. Old man says goodbye and looks at me with these puppy dog eyes and says, I like it because of the horseradish part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I got so depressed. I think I became a cutter that day. Oh, speaking about sandwiches and cutters, I'm going to admit this here. And I know you shouldn't. But this you is bled the, in my sambo? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this, not yours. Oh, okay. No, but this is like uh, there was one day I was working there at the deli. And um and it, it I just this, this boils down to poor decision on my part, but it was busy as hell. I think I was by myself, and I'm just making sandwiches like a motherfucker. There's like a line out the corner, and I'm just like you know the fucking doing my thing. Doing work. And uh and I made this giant sandwich for this dude. Like he wanted everything on it or whatever. And as I'm uh, as I'm about to cut the sandwich, I like cut my fucking finger, and my oh, and blood started squirting out of my finger. Oh. And I don't know if any got on the sandwich, but at that point, I should have thrown the sandwich away. But I remember looking at the guy, looking at my finger, looking at the sandwich, looking at the guy, looking at my finger, looking at the sandwich. And I said, fuck it. And I wrapped it up. Fuck it. And and, and I'm not the type of person to do something like that. I am. Which make I know you are because I I know of things much worse things that you've done to sandwiches and not even at Bob's Market and Deli. Oh well, don't fuck me and you won't get your food fucked. Uh, um, but uh, I'm not that type of person to do that, and I still did that. So if you eat any sort of made like any sort of food, especially from like a fast food or place or something like that, just know that you've swallowed spit and blood and anything else. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just which it doesn't bother me any. We live. We have good digestive tracts. <laughs> We're not immune systems. I meant. Oh, oh, okay. So for the listener at home, um, let me getting deeper into the person that is RTG. Let me tell you this story. <laughs> this is off the deli. This is later on when we were in college together. At this point, something about my immune system. Well, we were we were at college and we were working at a pizza place. Now we were, we we stayed in that service industry, pretty much, you know, supporting ourselves all through college. And you and you got me the job at the pizza place because I got you the job at the deli, basically. Yep, yep. And um, that was a fun one too, Lakeside. Lakeside was good. Yeah, was good I was talking time. about it the other day, and uh, a lot of freedom where we work. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, if you're working, that's why you know people see all these things add up with my hypothesis of we have. 
an illusion of of security in our lives. <laughs> yeah. We can get away with a lot of shit. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've dated uh, um, like uh, my ex from a, a few a few exes ago was like a, a waitress, and she worked at a whole bunch of different places. And all those people that work in restaurants, they're all maniacs, you know. Like that's almost like a bunch of cokeheads. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a part of being in a, a restaurant. Is yeah, you're just it's fucking, really fun. Actually. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, you don't make restaurant. a lot of money, and the hours suck it. and everything. I used to love being a waiter. I made good money. At- the hours do suck. I made good money, but it was cool to hang out. It's fun to like be around those people like that and like be in the party atmosphere, like a restaurant with shit on the walls, you know. So, so we were at uh, Lakeside, which was a pizza place at our college, and um, I I was I had to go into work later than Rich. Rich was already working, and I showed up, and Richie's standing, and Richie's out back, <laughs> and he's all stoned and shit. And he's the best, you know, the best part about working at a pizza place while you're at college is that you could just eat free food, you know, and it's basically why we work there. I think we got paid. I know I got paid like $68 a week or something crazy like that. But the whole point of working there was that I didn't have to buy a meal plan oh, man, or anything. Constant like that. cheese. Yeah, we would just make shit and we would bring them home and, and, and put it in the fridge. Yeah, right. Chicken sandwich. So I show up and you were, do you remember this? You're eating chicken fingers. And 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 I and I show up and I'm like, yo, man, I'm, the raw ones. You're 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 <laughs> you're fucking sitting out there, and you're you're you have these chicken fingers in like the the little uh, fucking white and red basket thing that you would put yeah, like chicken yeah. fingers in carton hat. And I show up and and you're outside and you're eating them, and I'm like, what's going on, dude? And you're like, oh, nothing, you know, just chilling out. And I was like, oh man, you know, class today sucked. And you're like, yeah, my class sucked today. And then I'm looking at you as you're eating, and I see you bite into this chicken finger, and you bite into half of it. And I look, and the inside's completely raw, like uncooked. Like, like you must have been so stoned. That, that was probably medium well. Well, it, 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 you know, the, yeah. So, like, whatever. The inside, it's definitely was raw chicken that you're eating. That was like cooked on the outside and then raw on the inside. And and then chicken tartar. And then I looked at you, stunned that you were like casually eating this chicken and not knowing that. And uh, and I was like, Richie, you're eating raw chicken, and you had the half the other half of the one that you just bit and i was like richie that chicken's raw expecting you to be like holy shit and like throw it away or whatever <laughs> and you just looked at me and you go whatever our ancestors ate it and then you just tossed the other one in your mouth <laughs> i was banging do you remember the time uh this is a gun off of bob's market in delhi but do you remember the time that you uh <laughs> a lakeside lakeside moment? yeah we could just roll lakeside See, in i the- thought what i thought you were gonna tell in the last story was the goldfish that's is what that, i was gonna say right now yeah that was a goodie so Richie trying to, I guess, uh, entertain himself during a... It was a girl's thing. It was kind of a girl. The, the girls brought me that fish. They're like, uh, hey, Rich, we went to a, a fair and we won you a goldfish. And they gave me a goldfish. Yeah, right. No, I get that. Yeah, so but- I was trying to show off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's nice that they got you a goldfish. And most pe- most humans would have taken that goldfish and said, thank you, girls. This is great. I'm going to enjoy this goldfish. I'm going to bring it home. I'm going to make a habitat for it. I'm going to keep it in my apartment. <laughs> recreate what he is used to. <laughs> and um, what you did instead, since we were working at the deli that time, and this, I mean, not the deli, the the, uh, the pizza place, and this was a place on campus where everybody came like with their meal plan. It would get really busy. Yeah. And uh, so you, right before the dinner rush, decided <laughs> to put what was it that they had the guess the actual oh, the weight, weight or, okay, of the goldfish yeah. so he put the go- and i honored it too i really did of course it was not a real weight no i know well this yet. is the funny part so oh, okay. you he put the goldfish in a cup in a in a see-through cup and he put it on the counter and he said guess the weight of this goldfish and i will drink the goldfish no it was 
Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Guess the way of the goldfish, and I'll dr- and I'll and I'll swallow it live. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> and why you came up with this stunt, nobody asked you to. You weren't dared to. You just decided that this is what you're going to do with this goldfish. So I was bored. So I'm sitting there, and uh, you know, it, you were working the counter that night, and I was cutting sandwiches in the back, and and I was just intrigued on how this was going to play out, not thinking that you're going to do it, but also I knew that you didn't know the weight of the goldfish. <laughs> like it wasn't like it. I put them on a scale. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't in a robe. It wasn't like guess how many fucking jelly beans are in this bar in this <laughs> jar or anything. Like you just a girl gave you a goldfish. You then had the bright idea to put the goldfish out, say guess the weight, and I'll drink it. So I knew at some point. If you were going to drink it, you were just going to have to choose somebody at random and then drink it. Mm-hmm. And I listen, I listen to people all night come up and like say like weights, and you're like, nah, yeah, nah, nah. I wasn't going to any of those putts. Yeah, you're like, nah, 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 nah. And then finally, was it a cute girl? Is that no, why? No, it was like this geeky nerdy <laughs> dude. He was surrounded by all these jocks, and all these jocks are like spitting out 0. 0.5, 0. 0.7. Oh, bro, it's definitely 0. 0.9. And they're like jumping all around, screaming drunk. And then this little like nerdy dude, he's like, excuse me, excuse me. And Makes his way to the front. And he's like, I ordered a meatball sub, and my answer is 0. 0.03 grams. I was like, you know what, buddy? I think you just guessed it. <laughs> you went. Enjoy your meatball pond. You went. You pointed at this dude, and you were like, that is right. And then took the fucking glass and <laughs> swallowed the whole thing with the goldfish in it. Everybody was stunned that you would actually do it. Because we thought you were, you know, whatever. And then, but then the best part about it is you immediately ran to the bathroom to try to puke this thing. No, up. remember I was doing it there for a while, and Chrissy was like, "He's gonna have to go." <laughs> oh yeah, so our yeah, right, our boss would like, yeah, okay. So you swallowed the goldfish, then you're trying to throw it up in the middle of a place where we're making food for everybody. So of course the boss was like, "Get the fuck out yeah. of here." So then you went into the the bathroom. And I heard you for the next like five to ten minutes trying to make yourself throw up. So I guess your yeah, your, I couldn't get it. I first. guess your plan was that you were going to swallow this goldfish and then immediately throw it up yeah. into the toilet, and then everything would be okay, and like a would, magic trick. He would swim away. He'd be fine. So I so I'm sitting there listening to you. Came out looking like Harvey Dent. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm sitting there listening to you throw up the whole time. And then finally, <laughs> I you're like, I got it up. I got it up. So I went in there and I looked into the fucking thing and it looked like like Harvey Dent. It had one eyeball and just like the scale of the fucking yeah, half fish. Half of it was like exoskeletal <laughs> and the other half was regular fish. And one eye was missing and one lip was dangling. It looked like Two-Face. It was sick. Those poor fuck that poor goldfish. That some sweet, innocent girl just wanted to give you as a pet. You then swallowed and and half fucking digested. It was probably like laying in my stomach acid just on that side. So it probably caught the Harvey Dent. Yeah, you should have just swallowed it and fucking... Nah, what? Imagine that I I threw it up a second earlier and he was still alive. That would have been killer, you know? But, you know, that one second. Uh, It was a good plan either way. Yeah. It was, you know, it was a fun moment. And just to, just to look in that young boy's eyes when he guessed the weight of that goldfish was satisfaction enough, I think. You call him a young boy, but... He was so... Yeah, we know. were in college, he, he, so he couldn't have been... If we were... could have been three years younger than me. Okay. You know, and that would have been 18, and I would have been 21, 22. So, that's kind of a jump. <laughs> I, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Who gives a shit? I ate a goldfish. <laughs> that's pretty fucked up. Oh yeah, but yeah. Lakeside was cool as hell. Like, yeah, like you're right. We we get those jobs where, you know, you just have to make a little bit of food, but at the same time, you get free eats. You get to hang out. 
you get to have fun, you know, serving food also brings in like a different kind of attitude. Like it, it makes you want to have fun at the job. You know, like he was saying before, like the restaurant atmosphere, like you just want to have a good time. People are eating, they're drinking, you know what I mean? So yeah, there's nothing wrong with service. I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with service jobs either later and in, later into life. When, right. When, I mean, yeah. when people are mean, uh, um, I mean the counter of salad works is a different story, but I've never been in a salad. Well, works. I just mean that type of, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Corporate. Kinda, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. recommend the cookie type shit. Right. You know? No, I get that. Yeah. Because you have to like fucking push shit would you like fucking fries with you that got, you gotta talk like you're reading a like you know yeah script yeah, yeah, yeah. script right yeah but yeah but i mean like 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 my mom my mother was a waitress her pretty much her whole life you know and it wasn't because because she was like remedial or anything like that it, it, she just she, you my, can make good money she made decent really money good. and 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 got it health, all depends on you got health insurance from it and you know right. and, and was able to support the family with my father i i don't when people look down on people, like they're just aware, and I think I've even said this. Yeah, in a prior, about yeah, that right. Before. Like when people look down on people because of that, it fucking it bothers the hell out of me. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Well, that's whatsoever. because people are trying to make themselves feel better. And I'll tell you what, people in restaurants, uh, for the most part, work harder than any fucking dude in a suit in fucking Manhattan. You know what I mean? You got to work yeah. nights and weekends and and double shifts and, yeah. and run Always your ass on your off. Feet. And, and remembering be, a whole bunch of li- a list of shit every five minutes and a then list it, that changing in your mind. And then right? if that isn't hard enough, your total income depends on how nice you are to people. Right. So it's like you you have to be like a customer service expert on top of being like fast and yeah, you know, like yeah. to look down on that's, that. That's one of the funnest things about it, though. I think that's what makes it really fun. Yeah, this world is like backwards where we fucking... Uh, and I mean, anybody who like innovates and stuff like that, computer programmers and shit like that, I totally understand, you know. But when we look up, when we look up at uh, to stockbrokers and look down at restaurant workers, right. that's how you know our fucking right. society. I, I was talking that. about that once. It's like, how do we put a price tag on someone's like their worth of their job? You know what I mean? Why does this job get so much money and this job doesn't? You know what I mean? There's very simple answers to that, but I was looking at it more of like. Who deserves more money for how hard they work? You know what I mean. But that's never the well, case. But but that but that is the thing. I mean, you know, like uh, like look at teachers. You know, like right. Like there's that argument. It's really unfair. There's that argument out there. Like and, and and military guys and stuff like that. You know, like they don't make any fucking money. Right. But then you you're a sports star makes fucking fifteen billion dollars. I I, under, I understand the argument. I understand both sides of the argument. You know what I mean? And I understand that this is this is a a, a, a like a, a fucking um, what the hell is the word for our country? <laughs> capitalist. Yeah, it's a capitalist society. Mm-hmm. And uh, so therefore, if you have a product that's in demand, then you're going to make more money. I totally understand that, and and I understand that side of the argument. But if you're gonna if you're gonna act like like Playing football is more important than teaching young children how to live in life and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, the balance is completely off. Right. Totally. Right. You know, right. So yeah, it's really unfair. I miss your taste and your oh, Richard. Well, we tried to talk about the deli and then we kind of bounced back and forth. Yeah, uh, well, we'll always bring it back to the deli. There's so many stories from that that uh, I'm sure we'll... Uh, We'll sprinkle in over the over the time. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, what was this? Number seven or eight? Number seven. Number seven. Not bad. And we still don't really have a name yet. <laughs> oh, I got a goodie though. I know, I know yours, and I like it. You do? I do, but I don't know if it sums it up oh, so it's well. Such a good. Yes, it, it does. That's it. That's definitely in the running. That's like number Such one in the good. running. It, it is number one. At least. 
Hopefully by next episode we'll have any. Hopefully. Oh, is this a live performance by RTG? <laughs> I tried to kick the low back up. Uh, hopefully by next episode, I'm going to hit record and say, Welcome to the Lobo Wall Show. featuring Devin Ritchie. Bing, bing, bing. I'm with that. But probably not. I'm going to probably sit here and bitch about how we don't have a name still. Yeah, right. Anyway, episode seven of the Rich and Debbie... <laughs> Rich and Debbie? <laughs> the Devin Ritchie uh, fucking podcast is over. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see you next time. guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.